Jordan? Hey, Madison. I okay. I'm sorry. I'm gonna make fun of you right off the bat because I re-listened to last week's podcast without watching it. I just listened to the audio, and you were like, "Hey, Madison, how are you?" And you just did it again, and I think it's, <laughs> I think it's so funny. You want me to greet you some other way? <laughs> Hi, Madison. Do you have you seen Impractical Jokers? Yes. <laughs> I was just thinking, this is so inappropriate, but I was just thinking of, I can't remember if it's Joe or Q, where they make him say like, hey, ask that, what's up? <laughs> so when you said you, like you wanted to you another way, I was like, um, that was the first thing that I thought of. We've been watching so much Impractical Jokers over here, it's kind of ridiculous. We've been watching, on YouTube TV, there's a channel called TBD, <clears throat> I think it's TBD, whose line is it anyway? Like, that's the last Why? two hours before we hit the hay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It's so funny. So, in March. So, I used to watch that show when I was younger. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what that tells you about my parents. What I'll say is my mom did not want me watching it. But, like, if my dad and I were home alone, like, he would let me stay up and watch it. Um, But we saw them live in South Carolina in March. And they're coming through Ohio now and we want to go, but there's no, we were so far back last time that I like couldn't see the stage. So I'm debating if I want to like spend the money on it. Um, but they're hilarious. I'm obsessed with Ryan Stiles. The, you remember like, have you been watching old Who's Line or new Who's Line? The, these are the new ones that are on. Okay. Do you remember old Who's Line when, you know how he has like a really good Carol Channing? Yeah. He was playing, they were playing that game Party Quirks. And he was Carol Channing, whose head keeps getting stuck to things. And so he was like pretending that his head was getting stuck and he smashed into Drew's desk and broke the glass. Do you remember that? Yep. In the front. That is, yeah. Yep. Like broke, like the light went out. That is like top five funniest who's line moments. Was that the yeah. same episode where he did uh, not to go into who's line too much, I guess, but was that the same episode <laughs> where they had Robin Williams and Ryan Stiles was uh, it was like, Scenes from a hat, famous movie lines as done by Carol Channing, or was that a separate? It that may have been. He's he's done Carol Channing so many times. It's so funny. Um, I am a big fan of like you can find compilations on YouTube of just like scenes from a hat where they mess with Drew. So like one of them was like um terrible Christmas gifts or something, and Greg Proops was like, "Look, it's Geppetto on DVD." Oh no. <laughs> like, or like um, how not to pick up girls. And it's like, come home with me. I'm not scary. Come home with me. I'm Drew Carey. Like, <laughs> I just What's your can't. favorite game they do? Oh, that's so tough. I would say, I don't, I see, I'm a big, like, I'm a big hoedown person, mostly because I love Ryan and Ryan hates hoedowns. Yep. I would do, I would, uh, off that, I would go Irish drinking song. That was always my favorite. Scenes from a hat number two. Yeah, I'm doing the whole dry January and this weekend didn't go well. So I'm, I'm circling days in like February and March that I can make up for it. There you go. Um, okay. Let's, (laughs) let's talk basketball. I wanted to be like, let's talk about four minutes in. Let's go. Let's go. Four minutes is pretty freaking good for us. I'm not going to lie. 
That is pretty good, actually. Um, we literally two viewers is pretty good for us too. Most people I have found looking at the analytics and like the distribution, most people stream this once I put it on Apple. Like we got like five views on our first episode, oh. and it's already like forty plus streams, um, on Apple, which is good for me. I don't care that that's a small number because I do this for kicks yeah. and gigs. Anywho's, um, what do you? Where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about the fun stuff that we have to talk about? Should we do a recap of Thursday, Saturday, then do fun stuff, then do upcoming games? Or do you want to do fun sure. stuff right away? Because I could do either way. No, we can do that. I Listener, we are totally unprepared. Totally unprepared. My semester started yesterday, and I'm tanked already. And then this morning, I had to take my dog to the vet, which is always an experience because she's super high anxiety. We're at the vet for like half an hour, and they were like, oh, we can't get your records to transfer from South Carolina. Like, the system's just locked. So, like, go home and come back later today. So then my husband took her back later, and she, like, had to get a shot, and she has an ear infection, so we had to take care of that. And it's been a day and a half already, so. Jesus. Yeah. Um, I just told my dog. Just help my dog. I cannot, for the life of me, my iPad's being so dumb. Thursday, Saturday. It's loading. Um, what was that? January 11th and January 13th. That sounds correct. That's right. Okay. So the first game, I'm just going with like the order that they were in. Um, St. Thomas at SDSU. St. Thomas played pretty well in the first half. For sure the Up first seven quarter. and a half. Yeah. For me, it was reminiscent of them playing South Dakota State in the conference tournament last year. Ruth Sin and the postgame presser said, like, you know, if we could have had four of the first quarter, it would have been fine. Like, they played very good the first quarter. But mm -hmm. also similar to what Carrie Banks said in the postgame presser after losing to SDSU in the Summer League tournament last year, this is a team that makes you scramble on defense. Yep. And it's there's so many – someone told me last week they were – like South Dakota is so many weapons, really annoying. And I was like, as someone who is like rooting for the underdog in some of these situations, I understand that. Like there was a time where when St. Thomas was up at half, I was like so excited for them, even as a jackrabbit. And then in the third quarter, I was like, oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> this is like not gonna go well. Um, well, they, I don't, I guess I could look up the stats too. Um, I just, God, it just, just seems like a block party. Like that entire team. I mean, uh, which Meyer? Brooklyn had six blocks. Brooklyn, that's game. It. Like, my yeah. goodness. I guess I could pull six that blocks. up. Six blocks, 19 points for Brooklyn. Um, 19 points for Maddie Mathewitz. 10 points for Paige Meyer. On the St. Thomas side, 20 points for Amber Scalia. She's definitely their scorer right now. I know that Coach Sin has been. Uh, maybe not so much anymore, but definitely throughout the end of the non-con, there were a couple injuries, and she's been watching how many miles she's putting um, on the court. But Amber Scalia has been really big for them. Joe Langman had 14 for them and 10 rebounds. She pulled a double-double. That is the person who I said last week is, you know, not going to be Maya Selland or Elena Pilakuda, but is going to be the next best reminiscent thing um, or mm -hmm. player of that, that style of play that we're going to have, at least for this year. Um, so I'm hoping that she kind of settles in and, and gets her experience and gains her confidence because I think that she could be really big for St. Thomas 
as we move further um, into the season. Yeah, and we'll yeah, and we'll get into the ORU St. Thomas thriller. Um, but those we three, <laughs> Amber, Joe, and Jade. I mean, those three seem to kind of be. And correct me if I'm wrong. Like the core three that consistently put up the they numbers in night in and night out. And you know, tomorrow's and we'll get. Sorry to jump ahead, but like the U.S. No, you're fine. St. Thomas game. USD hasn't had uh, success, I guess you want to call it, against teams with a a big presence. Um, so that'll right. be interesting to see how they match up, and maybe that's the turning point. But anyways, yeah, um, I I don't know off the top of my head when State SDSU goes up to the Twin Cities, but that'll be one to watch. Where maybe it was a home court, the the home court advantage helped SDSU kind of pull away in that game. So we'll yeah. see. But that was a great game by uh, SDSU on the defensive end. So another name. How many free throws what altogether? Not many free throws. St. Thomas was four of seven and SDSU was nine of ten. Yeah. Um, another name I want to bring up is Angie Hammond. She's a transfer. She we talked a little bit about her in the interview with Coach Ruth said, I'm not sure if you got a chance to watch that, Jordan, because I know you weren't in that interview. Um, but Angie Hammond transferred over from Minnesota, I believe. And before that, she was at Southeastern College in – or Southeastern University, excuse me, in Florida, which is a really good NAIA program. When I was at Dakota Wesleyan and our women's team made it to the NAIA National Championship in Division II, um, both years that we were – there the year that we won and the year that we lost in the semis um southeastern university was there and one year we beat them one year we did not so she came out of a really good really strong basketball program and even though she's not scoring a lot she's kind of one of those people that flies under the radar and things don't happen without her so i'm curious and excited to see how she's going to develop um throughout the season but like that's my, my my saint thomas analysis for now, until we get to the ORU game. <laughs> um, the internet is not working for me. Okay, Oral Roberts and South Dakota. I'm going to let you take that one. I will just point out the score was 91-78 in favor of ORU. Yeah, I mean, ORU did what they've been doing all – I shouldn't say all, but most of the season, especially in some of the league tournament. Their offense has been what, – what do the kids say? Fire. It's been fire. I don't like. I don't know if we're saying that anymore. Is that already out? Okay. Well, whatever. I mean, uh, it's still. I mean, uh, Talia Jones, thirty-seven points on the road at the SCSC. That does not and should not happen, but it did. It was a fantastic game. You just had no way of stopping her. I mean, it was one of those. She got the ball, and you could just tell, like she was, she was. That was her game. She was dialed in more than anyone on the court. The moves she was making, the decisions she was making, that was her game. And she took over. 37 points shows. I mean, um, Hannah Cooper with another great game, 17 points, five rebounds. Um, a couple of stats I wrote down. Pretty good free throw shooting by everyone. Oral Roberts, 21 of 25. USD was perfect, 18 of 18. I guess that's a positive. Um on the USD side, Kendall Holmes, Grace led the way. Uh, Kendall Holmes with 21, Grace with nearly a triple-double, 28, 28 and 10. And then I thought Natalie Mazurek off the bench had a good 
good night, 10 and six, uh, excuse me, 10 points and six blocks. Or 10 points. Jeez, I can't read my own writing. 10 points. <laughs> We're gonna Six rebounds and two blocks. Chicken scratch central over here. But like we talked about last time, though, USD needed to, against ORU, play better defensively than what they have been, and they didn't necessarily do that. And ORU came yeah. into their gym and beat them. I really hope, as a USD guy, like that motivates them against a really good St. Thomas team um, up in the Twin Cities. But we'll have to see in 24 hours. Yeah, it was a great I'm so game. excited. It was it was a great game by ORU. That that's the the short recap of it. They they played really well and to travel to South Dakota and and the SCSC and and win is a big accomplishment. Yeah, I'm really excited for this game um, because I don't. I'm just like a positive like cheer for the underdog person in general. But after talking to Coach Sin, seeing what they did in the conference tournament last year, I really – and seeing what they did against Oral Roberts, I really don't know if South Dakota is put together enough right now to beat St. Thomas, especially in Scheneker. I think that St. Thomas is who they are, and I haven't really seen them break down. I don't know if you – you could argue that they broke down against South Dakota State, but that was also South Dakota State. Yeah. If that makes any sense, you know, like, I don't know if you can really count that as a, as a breakdown. So I'm excited to see what will happen. I do think, I think that if USD comes out and is who they are early and often, like, I think we'll have a close game. But who is USD? Great question. Right? Like the, 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 it's the defensive inconsistencies and struggles, I guess, if you want to say, um, the potentials there it's just showing it and it's the turnovers and it's not turnovers every team commits you know 5 to 15 turnovers is a good decent game you can keep it under 15 under 12 it's a good game but it's it's the style of turnovers that's like oh what are we doing what are we do what are you seeing that's what i'm curious is like what are we seeing that you think you can make and that's a credit to defenses too right cuz they make them see things and then whatever. Um, but I don't know who USD is uh, offense. It's just kind of, and, and we've talked, other fans have talked, we've talked about this too, of the Yotes. It's like, they have this offensive potential. They're so inconsistent right now. I Like, we don't know who they are. Does it just run through Grace? Is that it? You shut down Grace, what happens? Yeah, who steps up. And see, that's the thing about St. Thomas. You can shut down Amber Scalia outside, but then you leave Joe Langman open in the paint or vice versa. Just get a little passionate about it too, and and other Yo fans do too, because they know like we all know they're better than what they're playing. It's not a knock on the teams they've already right. played, but we know that they're capable of more. And they know they're capable of more. It's just execution on it. Yeah. So that light switch going to get turned yeah. on eventually. That was we'll like um, SDSU against Wisconsin too. Like 28 turnovers or some ungodly disgusting number. Yeah. <laughs> like one of those games where you're like, dude, who are you? What are you doing right now? Like this is not – not that I could do any better. I didn't play basketball for a reason. I played golf. 
Um, and anytime I would like trash get ball in the classroom and miss, I'd be like, huh, that's why I'm a golfer. Like uh, basketball is not my thing. So I'm not out here saying like I could do any better. But it's these teams that, you know, are so well coached and so well put together. By the way, somebody on Twitter, not in our group chat, but somebody just out in the Twitterverse um, replied to one of the podcast tweets and said that USD was poorly coached. And I had to, like, hold myself back to not throw hands. That pissed me off. Like, I don't I don't think USD is poorly coached. I don't. I think that every team goes through adversity. I think that, like, what is this, Kayla's second year? Yeah. there. No, Calm it's down. it's 100% adversity. There's not a single bad coach team in the Summit League. I agree a thousand like, percent. There's not. There's There's a difference between – bad coaching like Mark Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys and then there's just fighting through adversity who's not getting fired by the way I'm just kidding I don't know him personally obviously so I'm not I hate judging people but I just thought it's funny because I have a lot of friends that are Cowboys fans no it's hilarious it's Skip Bayless energy except he's a Cowboys fan (laughs) no but that yeah that's one where you just you try to just not reply they're just trying yeah. to oh no I didn't I didn't and this is the person who's contributed in the past and like sent me questions for coaches like it's not it's nothing against this person I just that take I was like I don't I don't I would if I was going to say a summit league team was poorly coached I would say it to you in a text message and like not put it out on my podcast anyway did they, but did they mean situationally bad coach or I don't like know. just a game overall bad coach I have no idea I would have to ask no. regardless I I mean I disagree with both takes we should move on. Yeah, people to talk about. Um, no, that's okay. I started it. Um, <laughs> Omaha and North Dakota. Mal Bernhard has got the girls going, rolling. They steamrolled Omaha. Did we just have good timing, or do you think they heard our first episode? And like, do we have good time? Because we called this on the first episode. Well, we we're like, here's what UND has to do. And I think, and that's kudos to great coaching with Mallory. Great coaching. I do know that I don't know if Mallory's listening this year. I do know that she's listened in the past. Um, I do know that she like she along with some other coaches have been like, oh, we heard your prediction on the pod and decided to, you know, mess it up or whatever. And I'm like, great. I love that. Um, So I do know she's listened in the past, but I don't know if she's been listening this year. But 100 points. Let's I'm pulling up the box. Let's get into this. Um, We can start with Omaha. Grace Cave dropped 27 points. There we go. She went. That's Grace. That's what is that? What's 27 out of 75? 25 out of 75 is what? Like 33%? Or like 35%, 36%, something. Yeah. I don't math. Um, by the way, I'm taking quantitative methods this semester because I have to, and I'm scared shitless. I I am so I oh oh my god. Anyway, Grace Cave dropped 20. Ew. Um, Katie Kite just had nine. So she was the second, I guess, leading or second highest scorer for the Mavs. Not typically someone that scores a lot. Um, so kind of surprised to see her in that role. I believe this was the game they played without Kennedy Grant. Um, I was told she stayed home for personal reasons. That was what was said in our group chat. So I, you know, obviously hope that everything is okay. Hope to see her back on the court sooner rather than later. Um, and then Aaliyah Stanley had six points and three rebounds for them. So great, yeah. pretty much Grace Cave. Pretty much their offense ran through Grace that night. And I think that that's something that Omaha is going to have to change 
um, in order to be successful. However, I don't want to say too much about Omaha because we are going to talk to Carrie Banks later on tonight and hear what she has to say. So I don't want to spoil any of that for you. Um, as far as North Dakota, Nakia Hurst really figured it out. Mm-hmm. She was on her game that day. She had um, 22 points. What'd you say? Dub dub. Dub dub. 22 points and 10 rebounds for a double double for uh, Nakia Hurst. Casey Baravich had 20 points and 12 rebounds, also got a double double. Casey Baravich also this weekend, not in, no, it was in this game. This game. 20 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists for a triple double. She became the third actually i don't know if she was the third person i think she was the third person and also only the third triple double in north dakota program history that's wild that's insane um so good for her. mount rushmore yeah her name is absolutely etched in in the history books um at north dakota next to some pretty pretty powerful people um kara pemberton also had 16 points and eight rebounds she kind of seems to be the answer for me Right about the time that North Dakota started to figure it out was because of Kara Pemberton. And also Samaya Hoskin had 10 points. She is someone that's see what Kara and Samaya did against Kansas City on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Samaya is not someone who typically is super lucky around the basket. I think that she makes smart choices. Her shots just don't always go in. Um, so I was happy to yeah, I mean it's it's the truth. That's absolutely the mm-hmm. truth. Um, I was happy to see her get into double digit scoring. Um, but yeah, North Dakota figured it out. Mallory seemed happy. I hope that they can keep that rolling, um, and just stay on a positive trajectory. Trajectory. These, I these, these games in Madison, we talked about this last week too, is, is these teams that we as fans consider to be in the top of the league compared to others, um, win the games that they're supposed to und is starting to do that to do that um and omaha was one when they played kansas city that's a game that they the we as fans expect them to win especially at home and they do it so it was well done well coached well well done by the student athletes nice balance scoring four and double did double figures um really really good game against omaha Garrett Bruce just DM'd the group chat, and I am seriously considering replying, why aren't you watching the pod right now, Garrett? If you have time to DM me, you have time to be watching the pod. What are you doing? Just saying. Just saying. He said, um, I'm very interested in the ORU DU road swing this weekend for UND. It will be a good test to see where they're at in their improvement. Maybe he is watching because that is, like, very relevant to what we were talking about. Um, Yeah, I mean, just reply to the tweet that we're on. What do we got next? Yeah, last one on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. So this one went 63-60 in favor of North Dakota State, and I have to say, it's not because I'm a jackrabbit and during my time as a student despised NDSU, which I no longer do, has nothing to do with that. I just really wanted this for Kansas City because they're winless in the conference, and they started out so hot. And also, if y'all remember, listener slash viewer, last week, Jordan sat here with actually what you didn't intend to be a Skip Bayless take, but felt like one. And you were like, yeah, I just I just don't see it for Kansas City. I think they're going to lose by 20. And in the first quarter, I DM Jordan or texted him and I said, you 
idiot. You are. And I went so to the dumb. ESPN app and saw that it was 17 to three after the first quarter. And I went, well, we can't always be winners. <laughs> so dumb. So stupid. Thank you. I, someone remembers. I appreciate that so much. Um, and then Kansas City. Who remembers? Blew it a little. This person that's listening to our podcast. Oh, oh. We have fans. Yeah. Can you and believe receipts. that? And receipts, apparently. Receipts, timeline, proof, screenshots. He's never going to make a prediction again. Um, I know that you don't get the reference that I just made, so now I have to explain it to you. On Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, a couple of weeks ago, it came out. There was this um, this Twitter account or Instagram account a while back called Reality Von Tees that was literally just a troll account and was trolling all the women. And so they found out that it was this person named Monica who is now on the show with them. So in Bermuda at a dinner party on the last episode of the season, Heather Gay like brought it up and she was like, I mean, she's fuming and she's like, receipts, proof, screenshots, timelines. I have it all. Right. And it's become this thing. It's like all over TikTok. So when you said receipts, I had to be like receipts, proof, timelines, screenshots. I literally have a folder in my photos entitled receipts for media people, troll accounts that say things about USD and I keep them after a academic year. Still? If it's after an academic year, if it's applicable, I delete them. Otherwise, it's like if it's relating to USD at all in any point in the future, I keep them. 100%. I feel like that's something that like Jordan from three years ago would have done when you were still like kind of a Twitter hothead. I keep, no, I don't post the, the receipts to Twitter. I just keep them and laugh sometimes. I kind of want to see them. Are there any from that account that I talked to you about? I would say, 90% of them are from like are the, from same that four, account? the same four um, fans from your alma mater. Oh yeah. I'm sure. I know that they have uh, definitely pissed you off a couple of times. Yeah. It's Twitter. I'm sure I yeah. would enjoy a beer with them in person. So it's, it's Twitter. I, it's As long as you enjoy a beer with me, I'll survive. Okay. Let's move on. Um, just kidding. Let's continue to talk about this game that we we're talking about. So Kansas City, North Dakota State. Yeah. I think it was partially Kansas City kind of throwing it away and partially North Dakota State just like somehow waking up. Um, but I do hate this for Kansas City because they played their little, little hearts out and it just didn't quite work. Anyhow, um, Elena Contreras, 15 points, four assists, and Dom Phillips had 14 points in four rebounds for the Ruse. Also, Naraya Simmons had... 10 points. And it looks like to Maya Ugas also had 10 points. So they had four in double figures, um, which I think is pretty mm-hmm. big. For North Dakota State, they had three in double figures. Um, Abby Draper, Drapes, as Jory Collins uh, told me that they refer to her as, had 18 points and six rebounds. L. Evans, former Summit League freshman of the year, who's now a sophomore, had 17 points. And Heaven Hamling had 16 points for the Bison. Yeah, listen, NDSU is really good. That that's they good are coaching. Really good. That's that's good uh, heart by NDSU to stay with it after one. It's really tough after a quarter being down seventeen three to. Uh, but they 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 came back. You know, they inched their way back, and uh, that was a really good 
win at home for them. Again, beating the teams that you are expected to beat. To beat. Yep. yep. A thousand so percent. Let's move to Saturday. The absolute thriller between ORU and St. Thomas. Had I been more prepared, I would have found the footage and pulled this up. I was not watching any other games at this point. Normally I have like four screens going. Um, but actually I can't do that because Mid only lets me have three. Anyways, um, I only had, I'm not going to lie, over Christmas break, I like played a lot of Rocket League and PGA 2K. And so I was playing PGA 2K on the big TV and watching St. Thomas ORU on the little TV. And I just, even my husband was like, oh, are you going to put a different game on? And I was like, no, I'm absolutely glued to this game. I watched the entire game and usually I'm like a quarter here, a quarter there. Um, it was absolutely incredible. St. Thomas had it, I wouldn't say in hand, but in reach most of the time. They were leading. They were just inching their way out just far enough, and then ORU would come back, and then we were back and forth, back and forth. For ORU, uh, Hannah Cooper had 20.6 rebounds. Emily Robinson had 15.7 rebounds. That's a new name. I don't remember an Emily Robinson making big waves mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. um, Talia Jones, 13 points, three rebounds, and Megan Weinrich, 10 points, four rebounds. Ruthie only scored six points, but she pulled down 12 rebounds. Um, she was really big for them defensively. They're just so, so that good. gets Oral Roberts. Yes, that gets Oral Roberts to 72. Um, St. Thomas, Jade Hill had 24 points, six rebounds, Joe Langbin, 14 points, eight rebounds, Amber Scalia, 14 points, Angie Hammond, uh, six points. Five rebounds. Also, five assists for Jade, six for Amber. So when I said that St. Thomas shares the ball, they really do create opportunities for their teammates. And Jade Hill, at halftime, Jade Hill threw a shot up, and she sunk it. And it was just, we all thought it was off, and they went to review it after the teams went to the locker room, and she didn't get it off in time. Barely. Did not get it off in time, so it didn't count. Um, so I had tweeted, no. like, I had tweeted, like, um, Gosh, what did I tweet? Like, Jade just beat the buzzer hill or something. And then they said that it didn't get off. And so I quote tweeted my own tweet. And I was like, it counted in our hearts, Jade. And then at the end of the game, none other than Jade Hill has the ball in her hands. And she chucks up a three. Not even chucks up. It was beautiful. It was planned, perfectly executed. Sends up this three and just drains it. And then I was like, we got that one off. Screw halftime. Let me just save the game, Jade Hill. It was absolutely immaculate. If you have Midco, which, by the way, if you don't have Midco Sports Plus, you should. What are you even doing here? Um, get Midco Sports Plus and go back and watch this game on demand. Or at least watch the second half. It was bonkers. I mean, you're talking, you're talking about the uh, – this could be a great semifinal matchup, potentially. A thousand percent. A great a game. That was a great game, you know, uh, for any fans listening who haven't played ORU or St. Thomas yet, when they come to your gym, that's a game you're going to want to go to. Those are two fun teams to watch um, with some high score, uh, prolific scores on their rosters. Fun teams. A thousand percent. I honestly would love to see these two teams in the final. I don't think yeah. it'll happen, though, because that means one of them – well, okay – well, that means one of them has to get through South Dakota State, honestly. And one of them probably has to get through North Dakota State. However, 
I think that St. Thomas could beat, at this point in the season, St. Thomas could beat NDSU and ORU could beat SDSU. That's what I think. Yeah, and, and we can, yeah. I, I don't, like I've mentioned on here before this year, I don't think teams are scared of anyone this year. There's not one team where There's you look at and go, yeah, that, that team is, yeah, you know, they're we're going to have to beat them. That's the that's the one. No, I think there's a group of four, three, four, if USD gets their act together, five teams that are vying, that, that could win the whole thing this year. Yeah. But yeah. I can't even say that because we've had seven seeds make it to the finals in recent years. So we've had 10 seeds make it to the final. Shout reach out to Mo. Um, reach that damn summit. Absolutely. <laughs> what we got so next? here's the thing. I, well, I was just going to say and oh, sorry. on your, no, that's okay. On your point about teams not being scared of anyone. This is like a little preview to the Carrie Banks interview that's coming up here in a minute. She said something along the lines of like, I mean, even last year in the postgame presser at the conference tournament and in the interview today with her, she echoed the sentiment that like this team loves each other. They know what they're about and they live for these opportunities because they have SDSU coming up. And I brought that up. I was like, this is a team that you've both defeated in Sioux Falls and been defeated by in Sioux Falls as, as recently as last year. So like, what is kind of the, the message and the vibe? And she was like, we live for these opportunities. Like, this is what we're here for. You know, they know who they are. And I think that honestly, everyone does or should have that vibe when they're playing a team like SDSU because they're beatable. But that's just me. I'm going to get so much hate for saying that as a, an SDSU grad. Um, okay. I'll balance it by saying that Omaha beats SDSU at home. <laughs> I did. I brought that up to Carrie as well. I I, I told Carrie about Tromaha. I was like, remember that game? I have like well, Omaha Tromaha. Tromaha. Um, Kansas City lost to North Dakota 76-62. So North Dakota kept their, their winning rolling. That was not a one-time thing. Um, North Dakota has ORU and Denver coming up this week. So we'll talk about those um, here in a minute, but definitely some opportunities there for them as well. Omaha, another loss, 69-87 uh, to North Dakota State. That is where I really I, – I started to believe in North Dakota State again when they beat Kansas City and came back from being down so far. But when they rolled Oklahoma like that, I was like, okay, this is a good team. Like this is a really good team. Yeah, I that this looking at the box score, I didn't I didn't watch this one, but looking at the box score, it just does not look like a good game by Omaha. Flat. No, and I think five, that's five when assists, they were missing, only five assists total the whole game. That's when they were missing both Grace and Kennedy. So when you're missing the girl uh, that scores that. Grace did not. the game prior. Yeah. Okay. Um Brandon said she was there, but in like sweats. So Okay. I'm, and I did not, I, I did not ask Carrie about that today. Um, so I figured that would be offered if I needed to know. Um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully she, yeah. you know, will recover quickly from, from whatever the the reason is. Um. Okay. Let's talk fun stuff, and then we'll preview games, and then we'll get to Carrie's interview. You forgot one game. Oh, SDSU beat Denver sixty-eight to fifty. Thank you. Um. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to talk Den about it. No, that's fine. Um, Denver, was that the only game? Yeah, they did not play Thursday. That was the only game they played last week. 
Denver is just in a situation in my eyes where it's not all together. But also if I know Denver and if I know their coaches, like that is a team, just like Carrie said as well, we live for these opportunities. We'll never stop battling. Denver's a team that's not going to quit. Their coaches certainly are not going to quit. Um, so I'm not really worried. You know, I think that Denver has not, I don't know how long Denver's been in the league. Um, I'm not sure. And basketball wise, I don't know how successful they've been. All, all I really know is like the SDSU USD history. And then the more recent, like Omaha, UND, NDSU, um, I like, I guess to put it in perspective, I started really paying attention when ORU came back to the league and when Kansas City came back to the league. It was pretty recent, but like ORU, I want to say I was in like high school, ORU left and come back. That was like the point in time where I really started paying attention to Summer League basketball. So I don't know a ton of like Denver's history and success rate in the league, but I also know that like, Western Illinois, when they were in the league, they could put together good teams, but they're also like up against SDSU, who has historically been a powerhouse. So anyways, bottom line, I don't think I'm not like extremely worried about Denver. You know, no. I'm not worried about like the product that they have. There's this, this is a classic out. tale of, of SDSU just shooting lights out compared to their opponent. Um, one stat that I saw, SDSU had 42 points in the paint. Like, it, it, yeah, the SDSU shot 51%, Denver shot 34 I think it was just a classic tale of to beat them, you got to shoot a lot better than that and definitely force them to take a lot of tough shots. And maybe they did, maybe SDSU made them. Again. I didn't watch that game, but um, 17 percentage point differential in shooting is not going to, especially on the road, just a, just a tough game. Yeah. yeah. Um, Denver has NDSU and North Dakota coming up. All right. Unfortunately, I don't think this is going to be a great week for Denver, given what we've seen from the two teams that they're playing. I don't, I think that every game is an opportunity, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I hope that they improve. Win or not, I just hope that, like, we see improvement, togetherness, higher octane offense, even just a little bit, and more. Right. Let's, let's get this game to overtime. Let, let's. Uh, yeah, that would be amazing. Let's shoot better than, than one of them. Let's have less turnovers. You know, the, the typical stats that you'd like to see as a coach. But you're right. I think we let's just see some improvement. Um, we're, we're not, what are we halfway through the first round of we're a quarter of the way through the summit league schedule. Like there's plenty of time. Yeah. There's so much time. So and much everyone's time. making and it. Everyone goes to two falls. I was just going to bring that up. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay. Let's <laughs> thank you. Um, let's talk about the fun stuff. So yeah. USD student giveaways. Do you have this tweet, the tweet accessible close by yeah. or do you need me to pull up? I got you. This is incredible. Do you have screen sharing permissions? Um, present? Yeah, you could try it. Let's let's try it. Share screen.
I feel like we're in a How corporate we meeting. I cannot see your screen. Oh, here it is. Beautiful. Okay. This oh, is wait, the tweet let me go. That... I'll go back because there's a delay. I can see it. We're good. I added it. Um, we're this good. is okay. the tweet that USD put out. So for the game tomorrow, for the men's game tomorrow at home against St. Thomas, a student wearing a jersey will win a USD jersey. Free pizza for students, which is more than SDSU ever did for me, damn it. Um, a dome dog eating contest to win a 55-inch TV from Midco. Shout out Midco Sports. We absolutely love you. A halftime shootout to win an Echo Show from Midco. A half-court shot to win at uh, $2,000 if over 250 students attend. What's like, his face? Okay. John Schemmel, the new AD. Yeah, John Schemmel has um, – and, and like I told you before, but – um, at his press conference and then at this luncheon that has always held that pizza ranch in Sioux Falls, uh, the owner of that pizza ranch is a big USD guy. He mentioned, yeah. he's like, we're, things are going to change. Um, we're going to try some exciting things to get students at the game because it's about the students. It's about them creating, having an atmosphere and creating an atmosphere that are enjoyable at the games. So it's like if I have to <laughs> take a thousand dollars of my own cash, and you know, one lucky student at half halftime gets to shoot a half court shot, and the whole room kind of giggled like, "Oh yeah, that'd be fun," and then literally like two days later, it's a thing. Like he announced, like, "Yeah, we're, we're doing this next game." So I think they did it last home game, um, but now they're doing this. And the mayor of Vermilion, I believe it's John Cole is his name, but anyways, he's jumped in on this now. So that's where you get the two thousand. It, it's straight up cash, like from their pocket. Random cash student money. get hits a half court shot. They'll take the wad of cash out and give it to the kid. So I'm all for this. This is these are two huge Fantastic. games for the men's um, thing, and you don't have to stand in line at a store and kill someone for a Stanley Cup. You can have a chance to win it just by showing up. So it's great. I know we're women's basketball, obviously, but like. This is needed um, for for you. No, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. Um, yeah, I love it. This is fantastic. So, thank you for sharing that. Um, yes. Now get, also, want to talk about Omaha. The Omaha women there. are second in free throws made per game, so they're giving out, not giving out. Um, they're charging two dollars for beverageinos tomorrow during the women's game. $2 beverageinos because they're second in the nation in free throws made per game. So that's fun. If you are in the Omaha area, if you're an Omaha fan, if you just want to watch some good basketball, some well-coached basketball, go down to Baxter and get a $2 beverageino and watch some elite women's basketball. We we talked about this, Madison, on our uh, um, the other USD podcast I'm on now, that they, during January we should really explore home game ticket prices being the air temperature outside that would be that's good i like that like and if it's below zero it could be like a buy one get one free kind of a thing that's good or you could just do like the temp either way like if it's negative 10 like it's ten dollars or whatever oh that's yeah yeah. But what if it's negative 30? I don't want to pay $30. Well, no, I'm sure there's a limit. I knew you were going to say that. I, in my head, I worked that out. I was like, what if it's negative 32? Um, no, I like yeah. that though. 
Yeah. Um, very quick, shameless plug for Jordan Decker's new podcast. You told me like a oh, year ago. Oh, you don't have to do this. You don't have no, to. No, do we're that. doing this. We're doing this. You told me like a year ago that you wanted to get a Yote, like fan, all things coyotes podcast off the ground. I thought for a minute that you had. That didn't quite work out. And then all of a sudden, here we are. So if you want to tell everyone what your podcast is called, where they can find it, who's on it with you, just like super quick, please do that. Oh, thanks, Madison. Um, yeah, I co-host with, uh, it's called Back the Pack, Coyote Nation. Um, I co-host that with Jake Conover and Mitch Hessman, both big time USD uh, grads and fans. And Jake and Mitch, I had mentioned that I would had liked to start a podcast that disappeared. Um, and I'm kind of letting Jake and Mitch run this one as I fill in as need be as like a, a third wheel to the, to the podcast. Um, but it's the first one. It's the first fans podcast for USD. Uh, we got some really cool things in the pipeline, really cool uh, interviews. One with hopefully uh, Madison that pertains to your other podcast with volleyball, maybe talking about USD's one of the top, recruiting classes in the nation. Yeah. Well, in. I saw that you put out the poll with like, what do you guys want to hear about? And I almost like commented, like, you know, someone that can talk volleyball, but I didn't want to just like insert <laughs> myself like that. So I let it go. Keep, keep your phone on. <laughs> keep it on. <laughs> okay. So, no, we're excited. We, we have the first two episodes out now. Um, it's Apple, Spotify, it, it, literally Jake said, wherever he, it, wherever you get get them out um right at you know 35 to an hour 60 minutes long we're trying to keep it under that so really excited about it though it's going to be a lot of cool stories we're going to have a lot of alumni on uh, especially with athletics to uh share some stories share their cool stories so give us follow give us a listen appreciate it and uh really excited absolutely i'm so excited for you this is amazing um (laughs) Cool. One more like fun thing, actually a couple of more, a couple of more fun things that I wanted to point out. Um, Megan Vogel, if you guys know her, she's a former Jackrabbit. I grew up on like Megan Vogel, Jenny Borkentine, like Kristen Roeder, Jackrabbit basketball. Megan Vogel has been the uh, head women's basketball coach or sorry, associate head women's basketball coach at Wisconsin Green Bay. And at the end of this season, she will officially be going to the WNBA to be an assistant coach with the Phoenix Mercury. So throwing that out there for any Jackrabbit fans, um, even just, you know, South Dakota people in general, that's kind of big for SDSU basketball and for the state um, as well. So Megan Vogel to the WNBA. So we got, which team is that again, Madison? The Phoenix Mercury. What one did uh, Tibbetts, Nate Tibbetts, didn't he get hired as a head coach of one of the WNBA? I thought it was Phoenix. I'd love to tell you. It may be. I'm going to let you Google that while I keep flapping my trap. Um, If you know Alex Heinert from Midcoast Sports in the Grand Forks area, um, he was awarded the NSMA North Dakota Sportscaster of the Year Award. That is a huge freaking honor. We love Midcoast Sports. We love Alex Heinert. So, Alex, congratulations uh, to you. On that same and I, vein, I have to give a shout out to John Thayer. That's where I'm going next. <laughs> John Thayer is the um, men's basketball radio play-by-play guy. Shut. Sorry, there, 
There was a huge delay on my end. No, that's okay. Um, uh, John Thayer is the USD men's basketball play-by-play guy. Does he do football as well? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That is a large delay. Um, <laughs> anyway, John Thayer was the South Dakota NSMA sportscaster of the year. And the South Dakota sports writer of the year from the NSMA is a great friend of mine and also former boss um, from the Mitchell Republic, who now I believe like works with Sioux Falls Live or maybe still Mitchell Republic. Uh, but that is Marcus Traxler from Mitchell. So congratulations to all of these wonderful sports broadcasters and sports writers that we know and love. Also, shout out Beth Houle, who was nominated for Sportscaster of the Year in South Carolina. You guys might know that name because she used to work for Valley News Live in Fargo before she moved um, to South Carolina. So she did not win, but she was on that very short list. So congratulations to her as well. Let us move on and very quickly recap preview. I almost said pre-cap. I am not even finished with this espresso martini, and I cannot talk. Espresso martini? Do you drink Heineken's? When the situation presents itself, yes. I will never drink Heineken. They're disgusting. Do you drink Miller? Like the high life? Moose piss? Great. Lovely. I like it on Moving tap. On. There's a there's a bar downtown Sioux Falls. Uh, I think it's I forgot the name. O'Brien or Orion. It's a new like hole in the wall bar. Serves it on tap. Very like 70s 80s vibes in it. Like a lot of the blonde we, wood bar. And it's good. Can we go there during the tournament? Can oh, I yeah. be a place we go? Oh, oh yeah, Colbians. that'd be a, that'd be a place we get the uh, reaching the summit guys to go chill. Lot yep. awesome. I love that. Um. I also can't really make fun of you for what you drink because I drink Green Belt Blue. So, and most people think that's nasty. (laughs) Green Belt Blue. Oh my God. It's amazing. I love it. I miss being in like the the part of the Midwest that I grew up in because I can't get it out here. All right. (laughs) Moving the heck on tomorrow, North Dakota State at Denver. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to go very well for Coach Woods' crew. We will see. I predict North Dakota State win. I believe that you would agree with that. Um, South Dakota State at Omaha. Listen, SDSU should win, but I do have Tromaha. Um, It is cold in Baxter. You never know what's going to happen down there. Um, If Grace Cave and Kennedy Grant are back, we could be looking at a completely different Omaha team than we were looking at on Saturday night. So. We'll see. Um, all of these at 7 p.m. Central, by the way. North Dakota at Oral Roberts. North Dakota is rolling right now, but Oral Roberts also scored like 91 points last week. Um, I think that if Oral Roberts finds a way to involve Hannah Cooper offensively and get some buckets down for her, this can go Oral Roberts' way. Does UND also- have someone that can stop Talia? Like, who would guard her in that matchup, do you think? Samaya? Yeah, probably. Casey? I don't know. She, but Talia's not, not always that hot, though. Like, that was a career night. Talia's good, but I don't think she's always that hot. 
I this is one of those games where I I am going to lean the home team for right now. I I think the way ORU is playing, UND has gotten. I think this is their consistent where we can where we wanted them to be. But I, I'm going with ORU in this one just because it's at home. To be honest. Okay, I mean I would I would agree. I think here's the thing. Regardless of whether UND can stop Talea, can UND keep what they have going together on the road? Yeah. No, I don't know. I also know that their flight got delayed today because I emailed Ethan and asked for an interview with Mal for a couple weeks from now. <laughs> so oh, I'm, they're already going through it on this trip. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know whether that will fuel them or um, drag them down. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay. What's after that? Ah, USD St. Thomas. Listen, this is partially because I am a jackrabbit for life and partially because I'm super biased towards St. Thomas this season. I'm going St. Thomas. That's fair. Um, I'm going to keep saying it. I think that it's a good learning I think USD is going to learn a lot from that ORU game and not having a game on Saturday. They've, they've had a lot of time to uh, last Saturday. They've had a lot of time to practice and make adjustments. I think this is the, this is the game that will be the turning point. And it's the only one I'm going to say, cause I'm not going to say it every week waiting for the turning point. I think this is the one that they go. This is the game we are supposed to win. This is the game that we need to win. And this is the game that we will win. So I have an argument, though. I I don't know that St. Thomas this year is a team that you can say we're supposed to beat them. No, I, I you no, that. you're right. You're right. I meant that from a perspective from the players. We're like, we know this is a game. Like we have to, to yeah. We have to. We have to win this. We should be winning these games. Like, or are you? They just, like I said. They had to have a yeah. defensive effort to shut them down, and they didn't. St. Thomas is not quite as offensive heavy as ORU, nor is anyone, but this is the game that USD has to be the turning point. And, yeah, being red red glasses on, I think this is the game. I think they get a good, nice road win heading into the rivalry game on Saturday when all hell will break loose. Yeah. Okay. On oh, yeah. Saturday, um, North Dakota State at ORU. Great game. I Another still, potential semifinal matchup. Yeah. I'm still going ORU, honestly. I think that I might – like, I could change my mind on that if ORU doesn't perform super well tomorrow night. But I think ORU comes out of the weekend with two wins. Yeah, I like that. So, does – I'm curious, though, in these flight, does do they go right from Denver to Tulsa? I'm assuming. Um, probably. Stay the night in, in Denver and then fly out Friday to Tulsa, I would assume. Yeah, that would make sense to me. Do you think that has an impact? No, I just don't want to be the guy that says, yeah, this is another one with the home team I'm going to have to lean towards. Because I do like the way NDSU has been playing. Um, but I think 
it would be better made a prediction after tomorrow night's game, obviously. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I like the way NDSU is playing. I think that they, they can match up really well with ORU. Do you think ORU – so, okay, I've watched a couple of ORU games this year, but I guess I haven't paid enough attention early. Do you think they're going to come out with full-court press like they did in the tournament last year? Because I think they might. Against NDSU? Yeah. Or just uh, against UND or both at home? like More against NDSU. I could see that for sure. Why not? I can't remember – Somebody told me, I can't remember if it was Adam Hildebrandt or if it was somebody else, but somebody at the tournament told me when I commented on that last year, I was like, wow, I'm surprised that Kelsey ran a full court for the entire game, you know? And whoever it was, was like, oh, when she was at Swasu, like, you know, 30 out of 35 games, they would run a full court press. And I was like, I would not want to be in those practices. I would simply pass away. (laughs) Like, I need a bucket on the sideline just waiting for me. Literally. By the way, speaking of simply passing away, guess freaking what? I got myself a birthday present this morning. My birthday's in August. And a week after my birthday, Melissa Etheridge and the Indigo Girls are co-headlining. And I might simply pass away. I'm so excited. I'm literally so excited. I texted my dad this morning and I was like, dad, I'm going to see Melissa Etheridge this summer. And I had to tell him because my dad is the reason I know who Melissa Etheridge is and like got into her music. My dad's a reason that a lot of the music I listen to is what I listen to. Um, And I told him that and this man goes, she's still around. I was like, yeah, (laughs) moving on. (laughs) It's a dad line. Such a dad line. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Okay. Omaha, Kansas City. Um, honestly, I'm going to need to see. So Kansas City only has one game this weekend. They have the Saturday game. Every week, by the way, if you've not been paying attention, there's one team that's only going to play on Saturday because Western Illinois screwed us over and left. Um, I'm going to need to see how Omaha plays tomorrow to really know what's going to happen in this game. But I will say I think that Kansas City is just so close and, like, they just couldn't get over the hump with NDSU. Um and they didn't start hot enough against UND. I think Kansas City probably takes this game. Um, They like to score a lot of points, and I think Omaha is going to have to be really productive offensively, not only in that game, but in their next three games, like you'll hear in the in the interview with Carrie here in a minute. So I'm going to go probably Kansas City, pending yeah, Omaha's performance. And I'm with you, too. It depends if, um, you know, if Grace and um, I'm having a brain lapse. Kennedy. Kennedy, if they play, like what their status yeah. is. Because if one or both are out, I don't I don't see how they can win. Um so I would lead in Kansas City in this matchup. Kansas City has too many weapons. Um Kansas City is weapons. like they're right there. They're right so there close. to getting that that win, that good win. They're so close. That just sends them rocketing. Yeah. Um, North Dakota, Denver. Oh, by the way, sorry. NDSU ORU is at 12 p.m. Central Time. Kansas City Omaha is at 2 p.m. Central Time. North Dakota, Denver is at 2 p.m. Central Time. I'm probably going North Dakota. However, if they don't keep it together, this this is Denver's opportunity. I will say the North Dakota game is Denver's opportunity to turn it around. This is a this is a big weekend for UND 
tough game against ORU and then a trap. I guess you could call this a trap game out in Denver. Um, you yeah. know, do they hang their heads? If if they lose to Oral Roberts, do they hang their heads? Or, you know, how what's that turnaround look like against a Denver team that's going to be really hungry? So, yeah, I, I'm leaning UND, obviously, but this is a trap game for sure for them because Den- Denver's hungry. Yeah. Dosha's hungry. If anybody knows that, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, Dosha's hungry. And honestly, I'm biased because I have a good relationship with her. I love her to death. I think she's fantastic. She's super wise. She, like, gives me life. I just – I love her. And she's done so much, right? She's done so – like, not just my podcast. She's done so many other podcasts and so many other interviews. And, like, her players love her. And she's just, like, one of those coaches. Mm-hmm. So I not to be like, oh, she deserves it. But, like, she really does. Like, they work so hard. Um, and there's so much positivity in that program from my experience with that program and from what I can see. So I really hope that they start to get on the positive choo-choo train here. Um, yeah. Rivalry game, the South Dakota Showdown series. Big game. Go Rabs. If it wasn't um, for the damn mirrored schedule, well, I suppose it's at different times. It's at one and six, it. I think. Yeah. It was it this Saturday. I, I it's can't usually it's you, they usually do like either a one and six or they do a Saturday Sunday, but I think they did like a one and six. Okay. Um. Listen. If USD plays really well tomorrow and beats St. Thomas, then I might be like, oh, this might be close. Like, I think it'll probably be close for like two and a half quarters. And then I think ultimately SDSU is just going to have too many weapons because I don't think that USD is at the point right now. I think they have the talent. I just don't think they've shown or figured out who do we go to when we when Grace gets shut down. So if SDSU can shut down Grace Larkins, I think they're probably fine. I think from a personnel standpoint that USD and SDSU match up fairly well together. I don't think there's like a single player besides one of the Myers and then Grace that you're going, that one is above, like that one's above the person they're going up against. Like I think they're pretty evenly matched um, with the rosters they both have right now. Um I think USD's defense can contain, but you're right. It's it's how long can they contain? And usually in this rivalry game, if the team that shoots like crap is not winning this game. So if USD goes up to Brookings and they're the lids on the rim in that first half, it's going to be nearly impossible, just like it is for any team to come back from that. But if they come out firing – and that maybe they come out in a three-quarter court press, you know, or something where they, they try to get um, a little bit up in the grill. This, I, this could be a good one. I'm not going to make a prediction on this game. I don't want to. Um, not because I'm scared that USD is going to lose. I just – I think they match up really well. I think this will be another good game. I'm just really curious. I just want to see how USD's defense does tomorrow. And then I'll, I'll feel – because right now it's a bias. Like, yeah, I think they'll go up to Brookings and win because I don't see them losing three straight games to yeah or ORU, St. Thomas, and SDSU. Like, I still am a believer yeah. that the winner of this league is going to have three losses. Oh, a thousand percent. So I think it'll be like a good game. Other- Six o'clock. It'll be a good game. 
Yeah. I think the other thing is like anything that you say or like anything that I say, people are going to be like, oh, well, he's a coyote or oh, well, she went to SDSU or whatever. Like, I think that sometimes our opinions, not that anyone gives a damn, um, but I think that sometimes our opinions can get like clouded by that, whether it be from us or from the perspective of the people who happen to be listening for some odd reason. Um, so yeah, there's that. 6 p.m. Central Time, South Dakota Showdown Series. Are we still calling it that? Is it interstate, still the Showdown Series? Interstate Series now. The Interstate Series? Yeah. And it sh- the Showdown the Series not, was way better. It shouldn't, the reason it's not Interstate is because Interstate First Interstate Bank is the sponsor of it. Okay. Grammatically, it should be interest. We're not going to. We're not getting into that. Um, what happened to like South Dakota corn? Do they not sponsor that anymore? Didn't they used to? I used to because we had to wear those, those ugly burnt orange. Go on that like the last two years, and I could not find the score up. Oh my god, Wild. those are the worst things. Wild. Okay, cool. So here's the dealio. In a hot minute, we're going to drop in the interview with Carrie Banks that I did earlier today. So stick around. You will want to hear that. We will not be back after that because we're tired and we've been here for an hour already. Um, But listen, shameless plug, we are seven weeks away from the Summit League tournament. I know that's wild, but like we are seven weeks away. This season goes so fast every year. I can't handle it. So watch Summit League basketball. Subscribe to Midco Sports if you haven't. I don't know why you haven't, but you should have done that like a long time ago. Make sure you get the Summit League Network. Watch the games. Tweet at us, but only if it's mildly nice because I don't want to hear your BS. Jordan, any parting thoughts? No, appreciate you guys listening to us, and uh, we'll continue to do our best to promote women's basketball in the great league that is the Summit League. Reach the Summit. I wish we had like a – we could make like a mountain or something – Wait, what? Did you just hashtag? Hashtag. Hashtag reach the summit. That's I'll so see what uh, AI can create. AI. I love it. All right. Stay tuned. Carrie Banks is coming up in a hot minute. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to Reaching the Summit Women's Basketball Podcast. We have another coach here with us today, and we're so grateful and blessed to be able to welcome for the very first time to our show, um, Omaha's head coach, Carrie Banks. Coach, thanks for being here today. Absolutely. I'm glad to make it on. Um, Hopefully my first, but not my last time. That would be amazing. I I love to hear that. Um, I want to start by asking about the non-conference schedule. There was an overtime win against Bakersfield. 
Um, some really close games with Western Illinois, Illinois, Chicago, Wichita State, I know is kind of a little bit of a heartbreak. Overall, how did you feel about the non-conference and how did it kind of prepare you for summit play this season? Yeah, I thought we had a really competitive non-conference schedule. And one of the big things is, is I know the Summit League is tough, right? You're in, you're out. And we wanted to make sure our kids were tested as we headed into uh, conference play. Um, and so the message I had towards my team is like, hey, we had some great battles. And the thing that I hope you keep are the lessons, right? Like keep the lessons that we learn. But obviously when you get into conference play, it's a clean slate. So um, just you know, those early games looking to build upon the things we learned in each of those spots and hopefully grow so that uh, we can turn some of those close games into close wins uh, for us down the road. Yeah, absolutely. I want to ask about uh, Cora Olson, your freshman forward out of a pretty good Millard South program. She had a career high the other night, 22 points, um, which is pretty impressive for I don't know how many how many games we are into the season, but especially four games into Summit League play. What kind of leadership has she shown on the court and what's her presence like thus far? Yeah, um, I think, yeah, obviously she came from a really, really good high school and AAU program. Uh, so we knew we were getting a winner with her. She won a state championship her senior year in high school. Um, and she's, you know, she had some really, really good games for us early. Um, and so for her to step up in that moment when we have three starters out of the game into just, you know, be in attack mode, which she was, um, and have that type of performance, I think was really, really great for her in a lot of different ways. I think it gave her a lot of confidence on the court that she can take with her going forward. Um, but I also think, you know, she's kind of a natural leader as well, too. But as a freshman, sometimes you kind of find yourself in a weird space with leadership, right? Because you have all these older kids around you. I think that kind of solidified her voice a little bit more amongst our team. Um, so she's seeing the benefit of that, too. And I just like she's a great kid to be around, a great kid to coach. But I think even since that game, just seeing her confidence in her voice and in her performance um, has been really, really good to see. And again, just hoping we can build on that for the rest of the season and rest of her career. Yeah, for sure. Um, you are 0 4 in the conference right now, but never fear mm -hmm. because we've seen this before. The last time that you guys started 0 4, you found yourself in the Summit League Championship game. Um, so what's kind cool? of, that is so, yes, I, I like to dig. That's one thing you'll learn about me. I dig up old press conferences. I dig up old records. Um, and that is what I found out. So my question to you is what's your message to anyone who's maybe a little bit impatient or counting you out or, you know, only looking at the box score and not looking at the product on the court? Yeah, I know. I, I wish whoever that person is, they could be around our team on a daily basis and see that the fight is still in us. You know what I mean? And yeah, you know what? Uh, we we haven't got the win on the scoreboard, but we are still every single day, uh, you know, finding wins on the court and, and how we approach things and how we're doing things. Uh, we're really trying to dig into things on the defensive end of the court and get more buy-in on that and just more consistency. Um, so I think it's coming. Our team has uh, remained positive. Our staff has remained really positive and encouraging. And it's just kind of like when you find yourself in these spaces, you just have to continue to do the work. And that's the biggest thing is we're not going to stop doing the work. And so that moment will come where things do turn, um, but it won't be by accident, right? It'll be because we continue to believe and dig deeper and do the work. 
Absolutely. Um, Grace Cave, Aaliyah Stanley, and Kennedy Grant are kind of your three that are averaging double figures um, in scoring. And I'm not sure if Kennedy and Grace are back. I know they each missed a game or two in there. But you have some teams coming up on the schedule like SDSU and Oral Roberts who like to score a lot of points. So what yes. kind of work are you putting in offensively and how do you kind of maintain a high octane offense against those teams? Sure. Anytime we can get out and run in transition, I think we have a really solid chance of, you know what I mean, just uh, being competitive in any game. And I thought in our last game, that was one of the things that we really didn't do at a high level like we had been in previous uh in previous games. And I thought that limited us a little bit in our scoring. So um, it'll be good to have them back um, because I think we will be able to get out in transition and score early buckets, um, you know, like we've been accustomed to and have had success with. So that's one thing I think just with having those guys on the court together, it really, really helps. Um, I just think our style of play overall, it's very free flowing and just the spacing on the court gives them a lot of opportunity to create uh, for themselves and to create for others. Um, and they really, I think, just are comfortable um, in what we're doing. So I think that lends a lot to their success as well, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mentioned that I like to dig, and I did go back and find the press conference from the Summit League Championship game last year. And I watched oh. the whole thing again. And you had mentioned to us you were excited for the future. There were only three players, I think, on your roster last year that had Summit League tournament experience. Um, you were, you know, you thought it was an encouraging moment. And you said, now we know what it takes to get to this game and win this game. So, again, you've got SDSU coming up, a team that you've both defeated and been defeated by in Sioux Falls that likes to score a lot of points, likes to make you scramble on defense. And you're still looking for your first win. So what's kind of the atmosphere in the locker room and in practice? And how are you kind of approaching a, a team that you know is historically tough. Sure, I think there's no better chance than the present, right? Uh, there's no better opportunity for us to bounce back and, to, and than bouncing back with this team, right? Um, and so we talked a lot about the things that make them really, really good as a program um, and the things that we're going to have to continue to do in those moments. And so I think our kids are really, really excited. You don't get those opportunities every single day. Um, so I think their excitement just to play, you know, an opponent like them is really, really good. Um, but I think more so, and this will always, always, always be my message to our team is it is going to be about us and what we do as we are looking back over our first four games in conference play. Um, a lot of the stuff we did is self-inflicted, right? It's it's defensive uh, missed assignments or it's it's a lack of execution here or there. Um, so I think, you know, just figuring those things out, you know, if it's one thing, if a team is just like, hey, they got, you know, uh, I don't know, five Caitlin Clarks on their team or five Aaliyah Boston's on their, you know what I mean? Okay, well, you know what? But like we are, we are, have a lot of self-inflicted wounds right now that we need to clean up. And I think once we do that, you'll see a better version of Omaha women's basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a few years ago when SDSU, I don't know if you know, I actually am a jackrabbit. I got my master's there. And a few years ago they came down yeah, a few years ago they came down to Baxter and lost. And I've joked since then that I have trauma, trauma, Omaha trauma. Um, and people, the coaches tell us, if you remember JC Hoyt, who used to coach at Kansas City, you know, we would say uh -huh. like, what's your favorite arena to play in or, or, you know, least favorite. And everyone was like, Baxter's so cold. It's so cold there. Cold. Um, and it's apparently cold. 
that may work to your favor. So we'll see what happens. There always seems to be chaos when SDSU comes to, to Omaha. Okay, I like that. You're kind of setting the stage. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's that's my job. <laughs> that's yeah. what I do. Yeah. Um, all right, fun questions for you. I um, have a co-host. His name is Jordan. He's not here right now, but he sent me some fun questions to ask you. Um, so he wants to know, what is your go-to comfort food? Or comfort okay. foods, if you can't. Yeah, so it changes, right? And like, here's the crazy thing. I always joke with my staff about this. I want to know what type of mood I'm going to be in after the game before I post my post-game meal, right? Sometimes you're you're really, really cute and you're like, okay, I'm going to get a salad. And then after your game, you're like, why did I order this salad? Somebody give me a burger. Why did I do that? Yes. So um, right now I'm going to say my go-to meal is a really good burger. <laughs> and that is that is all I need. Yeah. Absolutely. I was just in the office yesterday at school and I had like meal prepped for the week. Um, uh -huh. I don't know why. I, I was telling my friend Heidi, like, oh, I'm on a health kick, you know. And then I mm -hmm. looked at her, I was like, how long is this going to last? And she goes, do you want to get Taco Bell after class? And I was like, absolutely. Yes, I do. <laughs> so I totally understand. <laughs> YOLO. Um, yes. What is your favorite or I guess memorable basketball memory from growing up? Oh, um, huh. I mean, I feel like I have a lot of really, really good ones. Um, I was fortunate in college. I played with some lifelong friends, right? We won a championship uh, my first year. Um, I think I was able to go to the Olympics. Um, and this was in, I, th I believe it was, was it 96 when it was in Atlanta? Um, and I was able to watch women's basketball games there. And I was able to watch like teams from different countries. And that's where basketball, like seeing women on TV or just seeing that, hey, this is happening outside of our 50 states. Right. So that was a really cool experience that I had with my family to see, wow, like these other players in other parts of the world are really, really good. And kind of to give me something like because I grew up in a small town like you better get step your game up a little bit. There's other people out here who are really talented. Um, so that was really, really cool. But I, I just think my college experience, I mean, second to none. Um, I got to play overseas for a year. That is something that just I feel like was life changing for me. Um, all, all great moments. I think the people you play with just make the experience so rich. And, and that's the fun part. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my last question for you is just what are you most looking forward to this season, at least at this point? Yeah, the turnaround. I mean, our story is not done being written. And um, that's that's the biggest thing is this turnaround. And just, you know, you look back um, at the end of every season and you you know, you hope you gain a little bit of understanding of why things happen the way they happen. So I am excited to be in the midst of it right now, but I am looking forward to looking back and saying, man, that's why it happened that way. And I'm so happy it happened that exact way. So that's it for me right now. Absolutely. What a poetic ending. That's amazing. Um, the Mavs will host South Dakota State on Thursday at 7 before traveling to Kansas City for a 2 p.m. Saturday game. You can catch both of those on Midco Sports and the Summit League Network or 1180 The Zone for your radio folks. Coach Banks, thanks again for taking the time to be here today. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. 100%.